Hi everyone, welcome to ModPod with Tola. Um, I'm Tola, obviously. Um, I'm really excited to be here. Um, I have my guests with me. Um, John, can you please introduce yourself? Yes, I'm, I'm John. Uh, I'm from Scotland originally. I live in England. Uh, I'm a former college lecturer, uh, currently between jobs, as they say. Uh, and in the process of setting up my own business. Okay, cool. And Femi, please introduce yourself. Yeah, my name is Olua Femi Anthony. Um, I'm a digital communications and a marketing person. I I work for an edtech brand and based in Nigeria, and um, I've been in digital communications and marketing for over five years. And um, that's briefly, that's just all you need to know about me for now. Okay, perfect. So, um, this particular podcast episode, um, so it was triggered by, you know, the, the recent interview that was done with Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. There are a lot of issues that were raised. I'm not going to dwell on the, on the particular interview, but one of the issues that was raised was the issue of racism. And that's what we're going to talk about. So, um, I just want to know because like we're in 2021 now and this has been going on for like you know i just want to know if um there's any there's been any progress in terms of this racism issue or is it just you know yeah so um john uh in terms of progress yes i think there has there's been progress but uh, not nearly enough. I mean, I can go back to my childhood uh, quite a number of years ago. And as far as I can see, certainly in the United Kingdom, the, you know, there's, there's been institutionalised racism for as long as I can remember. Uh, and it still exists. But I would say people are more educated now, but the problem certainly hasn't gone away. Far from it. Right. And Femi, what do you think? Um, um, I, basically, I feel it, um, I think this is a very big one, especially for people in the black community, um, to see what is actually happening and to also understand that um, regardless of um, the fight against racism, not just to black to people of um, different races and um, background, it, it shows that um, racism still exists. And um, it, it's just a good one that puts um, the whole racism issue, has to put the whole racism issue in check. Hmm. Okay, um, do you guys think that, you know, this thing is ever going to end or is this, are we stuck with it for eternity? I don't see an end to it in my lifetime. Um, right. As I said, I, I do see some progress, but you only have to look at incidents like during the week with the uh, Rangers Slavia Pride football match, where you have a player covering his mouth, turning his head away to basically abuse another player. Uh, mm. You know, in a football match being screened to millions of people all over the world, that's how blatant some people are about it. Right. And um, Femi, what do you think on this issue? I don't think racism is going to end anytime soon. You know, um, considering the whole Black Lives Matter thing that happened some months back and um, 
going as far as um, sportsmen and um, everybody putting hands together to say, oh, we want to put an end to racism. But the truth is, um, I haven't seen an improvement. You know, people say they are not racist. But the truth is, when you put them together with um, people from other races, um, so I'll, I'll, I don't know, how do they react to certain issues? Um, and like John said, recently there was a football game that happened in Europe, and um, another player started um, abusing the black player, especially. Now, well, to my own um, perspective, racism is not just um, from the white to the black. It's more of um, the black to white, white to black. Um, black to south, south american white to south americans and uh, it just it cuts across uh, different regions and i don't think it's gonna end anytime soon though um everybody's putting up the fight and say oh let's put an end to racism but i don't think it's any, ending anytime soon okay um for me like i was watching this in this um there was a debate that was done in, in the 1950s about racism well um yeah it was it was about racism but at that time it just looked like it was just starting in 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 south africa so there was a debate then and it's it's just for me i just find it you know i just find it amazing that we're still having this discussion now even now and um so femi i just want to ask you have you ever experienced have you ever experienced it personally um on the more personal level, I've experienced something closer to tribalism, but um, okay. I've not experienced, um, you know, racism, like another way trying to bring me down there, but I've not experienced that, but I've experienced tribalism here in Nigeria. Right, do you want to talk about it? Um, okay, there was this time I was in a relationship with um, someone from another part of the country, and I'm Yoruba, she's Igbo. Now, parents don't want us together just because I'm Yoruba, you know, at some point the pressure was the whole lot and I just had to leave the relationship, you know, kind of hurt, but um, that, that's one part of um, tribalism that um, we've seen that I have experienced personally. And um, if you bring it down to um, Africa or possibly let me use Nigeria, you keep on hearing, oh, I'm, I'm Aousa, I can't um, be with this person. Oh, I am Igbo. I can't tolerate this person. People find it hard to tolerate um, people from other regions just because they feel they are not part of them. So you know that um, this gives you um, an insight that we are not just um, fighting racism. We are fighting something deeper than racism that cuts across um, two different races. It, 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 it has eaten so deep to um, even to. Um, to the lower level where people begin to feel oh i'm not going to be a part of um, this person just because this person is not from where i'm from so it's just it's just kind of crazy kind of okay um so john from from what from what femi has just said um have you ever i know i know you're scottish and stuff have you ever experienced anything like that or you know, being close to someone who's experienced something like that before. Not really. Um, I mean, be, being being white and British, um, I've I've not been subjected to any of the sort of racism that you know that we know uh, 
as he said, it, it goes deeper than, than, than racism. Um, certainly in Scotland and various parts of the UK, there's a lot of uh, what, what we'd call bigotry rather than racism. Uh, it's more religious than colour. Right. Um, uh, but because it is such a a deeper thing, that's maybe why the problem isn't going away at, at any great speed. Because it seems to be some inherent part of human nature to to have it. Could mm. you call it maybe a tribal attitude to to discriminate against people who are different from you mm-hmm. in, in any way, not just by their colour. In any way, yeah. And do you think this these things are, are are taught, or do people just you know? Do I think it's a what? Sorry. Do, do you think they are taught to people? Do you think you know people are taught they are, they are taught how to you know discriminate, or they just are they just do it? Absolutely, um, it's it's something that's passed down from generations. Mm. Uh, I I have very clear memories of uh, let's say the 1970s, 1980s of my parents, grandparents saying things that were quite clearly bigoted from a religious point of view and quite clearly racist as well. Not. I want to say not in an offensive way. Of course, it's, it is offensive, but I mean it's not directed at someone uh, in in a manner where they're trying to cause them harm. Uh, just saying things that they accepted back then as being normal things, which nowadays, you know, the majority of people would never say. Okay. Um, Femi, I just want to ask you, at what age did you become aware of, um, at what age did you become aware of racism? What's your earliest memory? Um, I've, I've always, um, known about, um, I think when I was around, um, 10, 11, 12, or about, because I've, I've always known, um, especially in this part of the world that, um, because you are from a region, someone coming from another region, is not part of you. You just have to discriminate. You know, the like I said, tribalism is very deep in this part of um, the world. So um, I've always been aware of um, the fact that some people or certain people feel, oh, they are not going to be a part of another person just because the person is from another region. So um, coming to the bigger picture, the old racism thing, you know, learning in school and um, we learned so many things about slavery and all and um, how people are being you know used or have been sold into slavery and um, any this kind of hatred i think um we, we we haven't spoken about that yet globally then it brings this kind of hatred especially from the black community to people in the white community then you feel oh why did you do all this to me and now you just want us to feel we are equal and that is why um you find a whole lot of black people um, who just want to be rebellious regardless of any situation because they just 
believe, oh, you are treating me this way or just because I'm black. It's just something that has been taught over the years and something they've had in their mind, something someone has said unconsciously, something someone has said consciously. It just begins to grow with you as, as you grow up. That's interesting when you said, when you mentioned um, the, the, the white people colonizing the black people, do you, because I still feel like because that happened, a lot of black people, they, you know, they look at the white people as some, like a standard, they try to, you know, um, how would I, how would I put it now? They try to put them in a different light, like, you know, they try to make them very important, more important than themselves, I'd say. So why do you think that is? Because if if the black people are still, the, some of them are rebellious, and I mean most of them, you know, they they tend to copy what the white people do. Like, um, for example, if um in a school where, like a school in Nigeria, if you if you employ a white person, that person is going to be treated differently. So I don't know. This white privilege thing is like it's why do why why is it that you know people in nigeria because um, nigeria was colonized by the british people and they just have this thing about white white people you know what a white person does is always right to them why do you think that is when when the whole colonization thing happened you you definitely know such thing is bound to happen now this is it um africa was like a very dark world and um, these people came and um, they did so many things colonized africa taught us so many things and um, at some point exploited um africans now um in terms of um giving them um this edge over other africans now this is how i feel it is it has more to do about um seeing someone um, who you feel is ahead of you, regardless of um, your standard. So it's something that um, that has been passed from the older generation to the lower generation that um, the whites are better in terms of thinking, in terms of um, lifestyle, in terms of doing things um, in different ways. So if you can't just say, oh, it is happening just because it is happening. It is happening because it has been passed down from, you know, from the older generation. Take, for example, um, you, even in Nigeria right now, there are some things the white man is going to do publicly and um, get away with it. As a black guy, you can't do it and get away with it. That's not the, the fact that you are even in your country and um, you feel you have some rights in your country. It's just something that has been passed down from older generation that gives them that has this white superiority where people begin to believe oh because you are white you are better and it's not just about how good i am it's more of um who you are do you get so it's something that has been passed to the lower generation and that's why we still have um, such situation around okay um thank you for that femi um back to you john um i'm going to ask um similar question when was your earliest memory of becoming aware of your own like white identity i think equally it's something that's been there from a very very early age mm. um like i said before I, I remember hearing things which would be regarded as offensive you know as a child uh things that were said just purely to discriminate 
mm-hmm. not out of hatred, just out of there's a difference. But unfortunately, for a lot of people, that difference, you know, means that some people think that they're they're superior or inferior. Right. Do you have any like a particular example of when somebody said something that was, you know, hurtful or discriminating? Um, as I said, the, the sort of earliest memories are just using, you know, sort of what used to be in the 70s and 80s common expressions in this country. Mm. Uh, when just talking about people of different colours. You know, uh, they weren't directed towards them, they were just said in conversation. And as a child, that's that's quite difficult. Because you, at that age, assume that it's correct. You don't think there's anything wrong with it, because, you know, um, as, as the other guy was just saying, uh, these things have passed down through generations. So if you hear your parents, your grandparents, whoever, talking in this way, then you assume it's correct because they're your elders and, you know, they, they know better than you. And I think that's a problem for a lot of people is that they don't reach a point as they develop and mature where they stop and think, hang on, that's wrong. You can't say things like that. You know, whether it's said abusively towards someone or just said in general conversation. No, it's, it's just wrong. Uh, but if you hear that as a child from your own family, then you've no reason to think it's wrong. Okay, I I I do I do agree with. Um, but now that we know better, now that we know, like you know, these these things are taught, not particularly in school, but like you you just mentioned in families, and you know, now that we know better, are we going to? Because I think is is down to us as the current generation to make sure that even though we don't think that it's going to end we want to pull like we want a lot of progress because i I feel like the progress is very very little it's not enough so now now that we know better are we going to you know make sure that the things that we say to our kids or to people that you know around us we try to make sure that they're not they're a great derogatory or um, discriminating or kind of hurtful to people that are different from us. Do you not think though that a lot of the reason that progress is so slow mm-hmm. is that because people want to tackle the, the sort of minor issues and create great public uh, circuses around minor things rather than addressing the big issues? think that people are angry a lot of people are angry a lot of people like Femi said um, Femi said before they're angry because you know they've they've been exploited so I think that's just, it just boils down to that and yeah a lot of people get angry over little things now say you're not you're not um you're different from me you're white and you're talking to me in a sort of way that I don't like I get angry and those things start to, if, if, if I'm that sort of person, those things start to come, you know, and then I become more angry. And I think, yeah, you're right. We need, we need to sort of know how to talk about the bigger issue to make sure that, you know, 
everything we, we make progress in this whole thing because I, I don't know I just it's just ridiculous to me I find it very very ridiculous that we're still talking about this now and it doesn't feel like there's a lot of progress if something like this can be raised in an interview with Prince Harry and Meghan Markle then obviously it's everywhere it's everywhere whether we like it or not and it's it's sad that it's not just between white and blacks it's just it's between everyone anyone that's anyone that's different from you you try to discriminate or and we're all guilty of it sometimes we do it sometimes we don't know that we're doing it wait what's going on he's gone yeah so we do it sometimes we don't know that we're doing it and um yeah i think we should be more cautious about the things we say and the things we do to people who are different from us i think the change should start from us that's what i think what do you think it has to start somewhere the problem is that it's absolutely massive and it's global you're talking billions of people yeah you're talking billions of people is around the world is everywhere so how do we how do we you know make a difference really how do you if if there are billions of people who this thing who you know this thing is affecting how do you make a difference how would you say you would make a difference personally how would you make a difference personally i, th I think one of the first things we have to do is to have politicians making a stand governments and even monarchies uh you know you said this has come about partly because of, of the interview uh, with Prince Harry um, and he's if it's true they, you know he's exposed that there's racism within the British royal family there could be there might not be I, I don't know I wasn't party to the conversation uh, but it has to come from the top because people look to the top for guidance for inspiration uh, you know, if you take something like uh, ending apartheid in South Africa, it was a lot of individuals, but it did come from the top in the end. It wasn't until the top people in government actually did something that they brought apartheid down. Uh, and, and unless we have governments and monarchies who show that, you know, it's not going to be tolerated and education for people on how they should behave, then it, it will never go away, never. Okay. So are you saying that um, to make a difference, it has to start from the top? If it was up to you, how would you, you know, make a difference in your own, in your own way? Like I said before, I think that there's a lot of smaller issues which have concentrated on far too heavily, where the wider issues are being ignored. Mm, um, okay. Personally, I think things like Black Lives Matter do no good at all. I think they do more harm than good uh, in, in, in this country. Uh, after the, uh, the death in America, uh, with uh, George Floyd, uh, the response seemed to be one of violence, and and I don't think that helps. 
we saw protests, we saw riots, we saw looting, and a lot of people just look and think, there they go again, black people protesting, rioting, looting. So, yes, they're, yes, they're angry. Yes, they've got a point to make. But <coughs> excuse me, there's ways to make a point with effect, a positive effect, and that's a very, very negative effect. Okay, um, Femi, I'm going to ask you. The um, John just mentioned the Black Lives Matter, and I know there was a there was a similar protest in Nigeria, the Ensars one. Do you think, Femi, are you there? Okay. Do you think um, that was the right, the way the way they went about the protest, do you think it was the right thing to do? Do you think it made any difference? Um, it's kind of similar. And um, the truth is, it gets to a point um, where people get tired. People get tired of you bullying them. People get tired of you molesting them. And they begin to have hate. What's, what's the problem? Why can't I just um, live freely because I'm black or I'm this or I'm that? Now, the thing is, um, you can say it has a negative effect, but if you look at it, there's a whole lot of positive effects from it. Number one, if you want to talk about the positive, positive effects, you talk about um, the publicity around it. Everybody's talking about it, everybody's raising awareness about it, saying, okay, fine, so it's gotten to a point, let's just stop this. Like, um, ever since the NSAS protest occurred in Nigeria, then we had a reduction in police brutality. At some point, I couldn't um, go out or walk on the street, or just because I'm a young boy, you know, I'm black, then I have a certain aircraft on my head, and the police see me, and they profile me to be um, who I'm not meant to be. They just profile me as a criminal. And the next moment I'm not um, giving them access to my phone, then I can get killed just because of that. So um, take um, for a similar situation into the Black Lives Matter protest, um, then you look at it and you say, oh, fine. It, it, it resulted into a whole lot of riots. Um, people lost some money. People lost some so many things. and. You begin to hack and you say, oh, it's a negative protest. But in the long run, it's a positive protest. But um, what I just want um, people to see or to do is uh, you can't end racism just by depending on organization um, or depending on certain set of people to make awareness or do things for you. You can only end racism if you decide to be a better person. Now, it starts from me trying to be a better person, it starts from you trying to be a better person, and it starts from everybody around the world trying to be a better person and saying, okay, fine, I don't want to discriminate. Now, um, if you don't discriminate, another person don't discriminate, then gradually, the whole um, racism thing might actually end or there might be a reduction in it. You get so It's more like um, everybody needs to um, come together and say, oh, okay, I'm not depending on anybody before. I did, I'm, I'm a better person. I'm not going to wait till um, some certain set of people begin to take in me because uh, before I choose to be a better person. I, I want to be better because I want to be better. It doesn't have to do with them. It doesn't have to do with whatever they're doing. It just has to do with uh, me wanting to be a better person and me saying not to waste it. I think um, 
with that we can actually help okay so you're saying it's it's personal so everybody needs to decide to, to make, yeah it's, it's more of a personal yeah, thing and, and john you're saying that it's it's down to the organizations that if if we're being personal about it it's not going to make a difference until it does make it does make a difference uh you know everything's personal at the end of the day but everyone always looks for guidance mm-hmm. and if the guidance that they're getting from the top's not the, the right guidance then that, that's how pe- people's personal opinions are formed for a lot of things right okay guys you've heard everything um if you have your own opinion please go to my instagram page and facebook which is at smartpod with tola i would like to hear from everyone so thank you so much thank you so much john and thank you so much femi for joining i do not take this for granted at all thank you for you know taking your time out to you know do this with me so i really appreciate it so thanks guys it's been a wonderful hey, you're, you're welcome. welcome it's been a wonderful one I had a nice time talking to you guys. Yeah. You too. It's nice talking to you. Good to meet you. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Have a great day. Bye.